Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. I am Zach Miller, joined by Warren Cluck. We do this every Sunday from 10 to noon, and we have another guest in the studio with us this morning, our buddy Brandon from Niles Brewing Company. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to see you guys. It's been over a year. Uh, thank you very much for having me on, and uh, I'm ready to get the party started if you guys oh, are. Oh, stop yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> some goodies and stuff. One, we're glad see. you're here because uh, Niles Brewing Company opened up amidst you know the pandemic, which is opening any kind of business during a pandemic has got to be a white-knuckle thrill ride, but one that's so dependent upon face-to-face transactions with consumers has got to be a complete nightmare on top of that. But here you are, and uh, we've sort of unofficially dubbed this our like spring-summer brewer spotlight series because... People are getting vaccinated. Things are starting to open back up. So we thought we're going to go around the horn with as many of our favorite brewery friends as we can to kind of remind everybody you're still out there. The beer's still fresh. It's cold. It's amazing. And uh, so you're our second guest. So welcome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it's been a challenge. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to find out all about that challenge for this show. So you guys ready? Yeah, he brought a lot of beer, so we're gonna have, we may have to get started with the split one a little bit earlier today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll split probably be like split four. Today. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a way to get it done. Uh, first of all, welcome back to what you got there. So I am going to crack open our collaboration with South Bend Brewworks. So the. The name of it is the Dueling Mullets. I love that because I'm growing a mullet out. You mentioned in, in the photo that I recently took at Westwind that I had I had the mullet. That it's just my fake one. It's just when I'm you know I'm feeling in party mode. I go out and I wear that one all around. But uh, I'm excited to try this. So what is Dueling Mullets? So Dueling Mullets is a New England style IPA that is hopped. Dilly dilly, we love it. Hundred percent with uh, Sabro. So it is huge pineapple and coconut. Ooh. So it reminds me of a little bit of a pina colada. Oh, all right. Well, we will. Uh, Zach and I will kill time while you open this bad boy up. Oh man! And you will notice too that as Zach's growing out his mullet, it's in that really weird beginning phase where kind of just he looks sort of like dirt baggy, <laughs> I like like that man. He's not a Bitcoin millionaire, but he's got a lot of camel cash, a lot of Marlboro miles in his pocket. <laughs> I'm really surprised my wife hasn't cut it off at this point while I'm sleep sleeping. You know? Yeah, you said she's not a fan of your mullet. She hates it. I don't know. I don't get it. I love my mullet. Wow. Okay. Uh, and this clock's in. Uh, what kind of a percent? So this is six percent. Oh, nice, sessionable. Yeah, smells fantastic. It really does. What is the official cutoff, by the way? As long as we have an actual brewer here, when you say sessionable, because I noticed Zach and I have been starting to lob that that adjective <laughs> at higher and higher ABV beers. We call too hard it sessionable. Yeah, now. we're like seven point five, <laughs> seven point nine, sessionable, bro. So. I consider sessionable anywhere from like four to four and a half to like six, six and a half. Okay, so this would be on the extreme. Um, wow, this is super pineapple and coconutty. It's fruity. Yeah. Fruity is all get out. Yeah, and it's all hops. Now you said wow. this. No fruit whatsoever in here. So for the maybe new to the hobby or for the uh, like we are a little bit stupid at it. How do you take something like a Sabro hop and then cultivate this kind of a flavor out of it? So the hops itself, uh, they usually, especially the uh, super juicy New England style, they uh, pretty much, this is all flavor that comes from the hop. I mean, it's not anything where 
that they it's multiple things so if you want to use like a straw like put this in a milkshake and you want that pineapple but you don't want to use that puree you could use the sabro hop and you're going to get that pineapple right there um i've only had a limited experience with fresh hops going to either where they're grown or just experiencing them right before they're thrown in the mix but you you pull it up and you get that resiny that piney but so you'd get this scent with a sabro hop like straight out of the gate mm -hmm. juicy oh yeah Juiced up hop. So, how yeah. this collaboration come to be? Because you mentioned you teamed up with South Bend Brew Works. So, uh, Steve has been awesome uh, ever since my early days uh, helping get Studebaker going. He's been super helpful and super like any question I had, anything in terms of uh, you know just spitballing ideas, uh, just kind of go over techniques, that kind of thing. Like you know, just brewer talk. Mm -hmm. So. Obviously, like opening up my place, I was like, hey, let's do a collab. Let's get something together. So the reason why we called it Dueling Mullets is we collab at his place the original time. I think it was like October-ish when we released it. And it was just after all the lockdown and everything going on. And neither one of us had cut our hair oh, <laughs> in man. six oh, months. All right. <laughs> so we all, we both had like similar, like what Zach's got going on, like uh, <laughs> a little bit of a mullet going on. It's pronounced deer tay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was just like, you know, we collaborated at his place and we did it. And then, uh, and then finally I was able to get some tank space and our schedules lined up to where he could come up and brew it with me. We're here with Brandon Townsley of the Niles Brewing Company. Of music to my beers. Uh, this it's it's fantastic. But when like when you when you're doing a collaboration, and we know like a lot of our friends around town have done collabs before, and I've never really gotten to find out who does what that makes it a collab. Because last week Eric Faust was on the show from Bear Hands. He had a collaboration that Bear Hands did with Windmill. I failed to ask him how do you just is it because. I always flash back to those old group project days where, like, one guy does most of the work, but, like, the other guy's name gets put on it. Yeah. I'm not uh, saying which guy I was in that situation, but... You know, it, it, it depends. The term collaboration has many meanings, uh, whether that is, like you're saying, uh, like, hey, we agree to throw our name on this. Uh, we'll do it at both places. But depending on, you know, scheduling and, like, distance... Maybe it's like a Zoom call or a phone call, like, hey, this is what we're thinking, mm. you know, grain wise, what are your thoughts? This is kind of the yeast and kind of, and then some collaborations, uh, you know, it's a name, but sometimes they do different variations. Like if I wanted to do this and then just used a different hop, I could have easily have just called it the same thing and just been like, oh, this is with Mosaic instead of Sabro. Um, but with me, I wanted to do it similar to what we did there because it's also state lines so it's an easy way of him technically getting a beer at my place oh you know what i didn't think versa. about that oh, yeah. 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 yeah india okay you guys in michigan and i know there's a lot of weird rules about that yep so um so when it comes to something like this this is both of you guys getting your hands dirty yep and yep we kind of went over this one is like skirting the system yeah. a little bit <laughs> yeah state lines yeah. regulations yeah <laughs> so uh uh, so with us, like, you know, it's just one of those things where uh, this is not the exact recipe we did at his place. I did my, kind of my own version of it. Uh, we used a little bit of a different yeast in this one. Um, and then uh, pretty much the hop. It, it's mostly the same grain bill. It's just little tweaks and whatnot to it. But wow. um, I would say it's 90% the same as what it was at his place we had the dueling mullets your collaboration with the south bend brewworks the last break what are we uh what are we getting at now because you came loaded for bear i said yeah bring a beer or two and you're like i got all of them <laughs> so the next one we're gonna do is it's called codename ripe 
Uh, so this is inspired by a Great Notion beer, uh, which is called Overripe, which is a New England style IPA that they do with mangosteen fruit. So mm. this is my um, kind of homage to that. I think out of, all, out of all yep. my friends on Untapped, you're probably the guy who checks in the most great notion. And we don't need to talk about on the air here on a radio station how you get it. I know that, <laughs> you know, the railways, my ways. Uh, the railways of this nation do amazing things still to this day. So we'll just say it was Amtrak out here. But wow. Yeah, the smell is the nose is outrageous. That's incredible. Thank you. That is delicious. Um, so Whoa. this is a uh, 7% New England style IPA brewed with 100% mosaic and then mangosteen fruit and then with a touch of lactose. I've had the overripe from Great Notion and this is pretty damn close. And also it doesn't have that ridiculous shipping fee that some people on the internet, <laughs> some nefarious criminals would charge you for shipping beer. Uh, one of the things I've always wanted to ask you in particular because you're, you're relatively new. I'm, I'm a self-control guy. Huge self-control issues. So the idea of me ever opening a brewery, it's never going to happen. I know I could, I'd never make it work. But how do you – How do you do you restrict your drinking at all or do you limit yourself during the week? Because yes. do you have like a three beer a day or is it two or like only during the weekends or when I'm brewing? Um, so I, I typically, unless I'm doing a collaboration, uh, I typically do not drink during the brew day. Um, I try to keep – I'm trying to get in and out. Because uh, normally my brew day is either really early in the morning or it's super late in the afternoon. Mm. And so by the time I start my brew day, it's like 5 p.m. And then by the time I'm done, it's anywhere from 9.30 to like 10.30 that night. Ooh, and then I late. have to get up early to go to work the next day. So, uh, so I try to keep my mind sharp to try and get everything, uh, you know, make sure I'm on point and I'm not like... <laughs> screwing something up <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah because well, it's easy to do it i've done it before brewing you know yeah. i typically find myself drinking one two two too many you right. know as i'm brewing and then the next thing i know we've got a bottle bomb on our hands and it's never fun and it's different probably with zach in his garage than it is dealing with you know your finances at the uh, yeah. niles brewing company and i think we talked to andy from the crooked you a while back and his brewing day same amount of time as yours, but his starts at like two or three in the morning. He's up way before Zach and I even during the week. Yeah, I uh, I haven't quite went that route just yet. Uh, that is probably something that would probably be not in the realm of. Po- I mean, it's it's in the wheelhouse once things start progressing and things get busier and busier on our end. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically, what I I do is either if I I have a share, usually that's when the majority of my beers. I have or like when I'm hanging out with friends okay or on occasion if a friend stops into the brewery I'll I've been known to crack something and share (laughs) while we're there Um, and then uh, you know sometimes like it just depends on schedule sometimes I'll have one or two just depends so it's not the round it's not like the round the clock on tap that uh in, in my mind i believe it probably would be no, no at least not now once uh, if this become you know eventually when this becomes the whole thing that'll probably change at that point and you know drinking Lay. will be a little bit yeah. more a little bit. <laughs> more in the schedule uh with uh everything going on at the moment it's just one of those things where plus you know all of us during covid gained some weight me included and so we're. I, I'm, I'm trying to. No. I'm, tra- I'm no. trying to. You know, I've shed it. I've shed that weight, but it's just like one of those things where it's just like trying to just kind of keep it off, yeah. just kind of keep yeah. it maintained and whatnot. Not let it all go. Keep it know. nice and tight. 
Go crazy. We're here with Brandon Townsley of the Niles Brewing Company. And one of the things I also wanted to touch on, how hard was it? Because you're in Michigan, and obviously you have a lot of people that come down or come up from South Bend. When Indiana started opening up post-pandemic and things started happening down here, but Michigan remained closed, how hard was that for you? Oh, very hard. I know that I, we saw the Facebook post, and I, I think Zach and I went up there the first weekend you guys were, were open to try to give you some support. But, it I mean, you had to rely heavily on the craft beer community to support you guys because you couldn't have anybody in. Right, yeah. And uh, not, not only that, it's it was also a new process. Uh, mm-hmm. Canning beer is its own beast uh, as opposed to just brewing and kegging it. Um, and so, like with any process, repetition was key with that, that canning. Um, the... Uh, one day I'll probably write a book. I'll just put it like that. There's been so many challenging things that have gone on that if I'm not, if I wasn't a, such a stubborn person, I probably would have stopped after, I don't know, the second or third thing, not oh. the, not, not kept going, right, but, right. Uh, mm. but, uh, you know, no, it was, uh, and even now it's still, you know, we're still at only 50% and, while we are open for indoor dining, uh, you know, Indiana is right 10 minutes from the border. And it's just rough because like here, it's just like, oh, what, what, what do you mean? Oh, there was a pandemic. What? Yeah. We got like, everything is so open here. We're open. And, yeah. And so it's just like, it, it's just that mindset of, it's just like, <sighs> Let's uh, slowly get there, and let's. It's got to feel good though. Like if you made it this far, like if you made it through this and this far, and and then opened in the middle of the worst of the worst part of it, like you got to be able to see the light of the tunnel, right? Oh yeah, uh, it's only going to get better. Uh, I'm a very optimistic person, and things are starting to progress. We also Mm -hmm. have a lot of things in the works uh, with the social district uh, of Niles. uh, I was going to say get into that. Yeah, can we get into that? Yeah, okay. Let's uh, let's let's jump right in. I was going to ask you a little bit about you know your community in Niles has done more than I think any other community that I've seen at least in our local area to have. There's there's the outdoor dining area that was created in the middle of winter, but it's got this giant fire pit. And I keep telling my wife, we got to go up there. We got to take advantage of this outdoor dining where you can come in, pick up beer from his place, go across the street, and then be enjoying it out there, basically in the street. Oh yeah, sounds like uh, Mardi Gras. But it's like yeah. Mardi Gras that goes all year round. Yeah. So the node, which is the Niles outdoor dining experience. I keep, I've some, I, I, I keep the E is the, what kind of throws me off. So the node. Uh, so, yeah. So the city of Niles, uh, when indoor dining wasn't uh, an option, they wanted to essentially find a spot where we could deliver or we, you know, you could go and pick up. And then you had a designated area that was, was relatively close to all the other, you know, restaurants and bars and whatnot. And so... Uh, in the wintertime, we did that. They put the fire pit up, uh, and they made it to where, hey, you can drink in the in these lines. Like, we'll allow mm-hmm. you to have, yeah, you know, beverages here. So it was one of those things where, uh, that you know, they were just trying to help us as best they could. Well, it was a great it was a great pivot for a small town like Niles to to basically do what they could when they could for the small businesses in the area. Because if you and this is dumb to say, but if you've never spent time in Niles downtown, go and check it out because. 
It's got that really tight sort of St. Joey, South Haven-y community feel downtown where everything's really condensed. Like, there's a lot down there, and you guys are right right in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, right on beautiful Main Street. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so the the uh, social district is the ne- the next step to this. So essentially, uh, there's three people that have applied for licensing that were granted by, by the city. It's myself, Iron Shoe, and the Brass Eye. Oh. Uh, I turned in all my paperwork to the state yesterday. So it's just waiting for the state to, you know, essentially take my money and grant me my license. And then once I get my license, uh, the social district is majority of downtown and the river walk. And you'll be able to go into any of our three spots, get a beverage, and you can walk around with it as long as you're in that that area. Trip. So, so yeah, so you can go in, come in and get a cocktail or a beer. If you see me walking sideways, mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then, so the, the, how you distinguish that is uh, we're all going to have stickers on Mm. our our cups. So it'll be a logo cup and sticker showing that they purchased it at this location. Oh, perfect. Um, So if you come in and you try and bring your own thing, uh, it's not going to work. That, that is not what the intention is. The intention is to help us out. And there's three other businesses that are eligible to go and, and go this, you know, and get approved and go this route as well. So Wow, what a cool thing to be a part of, too. And that's something that you don't just, you don't hear about a, a whole lot. I mean, with all the different small cities and towns that are around in our area, you know, for you guys to be able to do that, that's going to be, that's going to bring a lot of, I think, local tourism plus um, some more, oh, more yeah. people up there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, we're, we're excited to be at the forefront and to really, uh, dive deep and, and bring people, you know, to Niles and, you know, you can go and walk around any of the stores, uh, uh, essentially they'll have a, a, a a little postage, whether it's like a green sticker or red sticker or, or some sort of sign that says, Oh yeah, you're allowed to bring in your beverage here or no, don't bring your beverage in here. All right. So cool. Well, we've got B movie coming up. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. And welcome back to a little corner of the show where we pair movies with uh, alcohol and a rating system that is neither accurate nor fair. Uh, We call this The The Bee Movie. And now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers. B-Movie! And uh, Brandon Townsley from Niles Brewing Company is our guest this week. We appreciate you are the second guest in our spring-summer spotlight series. We're going to keep this one going. We're going to bring in multiple people from around the area, and we're excited that you, we brought you back You know, this week, and I know that we've been itching to get together, too. It's been, I think, over a year since we were invited up for a little... A little uh, Preview. Yeah, and I was I was getting really excited about that. Then COVID hit, and, and then like, the lockdowns <gasps> happened. And then it was like, going anywhere. okay, guys, I understand we can wait, <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, no, uh, so the yeah, the last time we all kind of hung out was I think when at the Westwind Live location. I yeah, think that was it, and mm-hmm. that was like a couple of months into the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> and then the 
the time before that, I always like to bring this up, was at Double Tie Day. Oh. And I was thoroughly enjoying my Double Tie Day, having yeah. a ride and everything. And Cluck's like, hey, you want to be on? Sure. And then you're he like, hey, everybody. He proceeded to do 20 questions when I was uh, probably not in my right mind to hey, do 20 questions. You know what? I'll tell you this. You held it together great because I wouldn't have grilled you that hard if I thought you were uh, in, in, in rare shape. So kudos to you. Thank you. Uh, for a movie this week, we thought we'd do a, an all-time classic, and we'll uh, we'll go way, way, way back to the '90s and do the Matrix, the OG Matrix. Oh man, I love I love Keanu Reeves in that movie. I think that was one of my first movies with him. I didn't get into the whole Bill and Ted adventure. You're thing. well, you're still pretty young. Yeah, but I I thought he did a fantastic job. I think he was like third pick for that movie too. When it comes to like main roles, they were probably looking at like Tom Cruise at the time. But I'm gonna give this one. Because I love this movie. This one would rank in probably a top 10 of all-time favorite movies. I'd give this one mosaic cryo pale ale from bare hands because wasn't he in like kind of a cryo chamber when he took the pill and he comes out of it and he's Mm -hmm. like, (gasps) I've been living a lie my entire life. We're all in the Matrix and Mr. Smith and all that fun stuff. And that movie like also took us to a whole other level when it came to CGI and and what they're doing in movies nowadays. But oh yeah, the slow mo. Yeah, slow mo. Dodge the bullets. Yeah, that was in like fifty movies after the Matrix. I didn't see this movie when it came out, but it was one of the first movies we all got in college on DVD. So you just watch it over and over and over again. And you were you were talking that uh, Keanu Reeves wasn't the first choice. I don't even think it was the third or fourth. <laughs> Will Smith turned down the role of Neo. Wow. Val Kilmer turned down the role. So then they offered him the role of Morpheus, and he turned that one down too. Oh man! You know that nobody they didn't want anything to do with it because on paper this is a hard. I mean, once you've seen the Matrix, you're like, oh. But if somebody were to walk off the street, and be like Brandon, check it out. I got an idea. And explain it to you, you would say you are on drugs, and I don't want any part of this, and I should probably leave. Um, a great movie, obviously, pull, pushed the technical bound. It was like Terminator 2 mm-hmm. 10 years later. Oh, yeah. You know, people freaking out. That the, the, the technology for the movie, it changed things. Because after that, there was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. There were the other two Matrix. Special effects changed with this movie, The Matrix. And I remember just watching it thinking, one, DVDs are crazy. I can't believe this is on a disc and there's no rewind. <laughs> and and two, you know, you're in college, so you're enjoying it a certain way. And it's like... It's it. I think it still holds up as one of the more incredible movies ever made. And then you know, people on the internet have picked it apart, found every conspiracy and like you know Easter egg that are in it. But uh, I'm going to give this because I want to have a good time, and it's uh, it's a little sci-fi. E, so I'm going to go with Six Space Dust. Ooh, nice. Um, nice. It Space Dust is one of those beers. That I know it's not. It's you know it's it's AB InBev, but for the for the eight percent, it's almost like an irresponsibly high ABV that's just out in the public. You find on taps in weird places that carry other like Budweiser. They just mm-hmm. say space dust, and they'll pour you a pint. And you're like, well, you guys don't know what you're doing here, but I'll uh, I'll take it. It was at the View Burger Bar the other night when I was down there <laughs> nice. picking up food. I'm like, oh, you got Bud Bud Light, space dust. It's on yeah. tap at Four Winds Casino all the time. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what about you, sir? And you got to give it one of your own beers. Okay. Uh, I will go with uh, the one that is currently my favorite. Uh, I will give it one of the Codename Ripe that we just had, because that is right now my favorite beer that 
I have on tap. Is, did you ever think about sending one of those out to the Great Notion people or getting it to them somehow and saying, hey, check this out? Uh, or do you think they'd send I, back a cease and desist, like, hey, check yeah, this out? Yeah. Um, you check <laughs> yeah, this out. I was going to say, send it with Warren this summer when he goes out yeah. there. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you guys, check this out. Weird yeah, guy with beer I, from the uh, Midwest. I appreciate being low-key. Uh, so okay. it's just one of those things where, like, eventually, you know, I'll get it out there. I'll send. I'll I'll hopefully send a care package be like hey guys huge fans over here in michigan <laughs> <laughs> thanks for all that you do yeah. <laughs> uh really quick as long as we've had a few go ahead brandon plug your socials where are you at bro on the internet where's niles brewing company so niles brewing company uh website nilesbrewing.com uh facebook instagram twitter niles brewing uh i think that's it uh yeah what's your untapped handle my untapped handle is the hot mark Hop Mark. Oh, provocative. I know, yeah. right? And Warren's Man Bear Cluck. I am Dad Beers. And that's and, where we're at. You know, it's funny when you run and we talk to, we've talked to everybody that's been in here about it. You know, brewing beer is one whole animal and beast on top of itself. Running a, a business is another one. Then managing social media is another one. Do you have to do all three? No, thankfully my wife handles My that, wife. So. Yes. <laughs> you guys are my a good team. Uh, she, yes. Uh, in fact, there, especially like, with everything going on in Michigan, I just want to give a shout out to my wife because she's been pretty much like the rock in, mm. in a sense. Uh, sometimes I think, I think any wife know. that doesn't walk out the door the second you say, I'm going to open a brewery. <laughs> that's you know, a rock. Yeah. One, yeah, that's a rock, too. Like, you don't ever let her walk out the door. Right, exactly. Uh, whether that's, you know, helping manage the place, um, you know, from social media ideas, uh, you know, she. She has done everything, essentially. That's cool. And, so, and social media is such a monster. One, one misstep, and then you've... You know, you've shot you and your business both in the foot. <laughs> but two, you got to wonder, like, all right, is this post or what I'm posting for content? Is that going to help my business out in any way? Yeah. And then that takes your focus away from running the business, but also making the the uh, the beer. Tell us about what we're drinking right now. So, uh, so I redid the. Uh, this is essentially version two of our first release. We did a cherry vanilla flavored cream ale in our first release, and this was uh, I took the feedback tweaked some things and then we re-released it and uh everyone is just i think i think i've nailed it with the second interpretation of of the of the beer you really have i mean i, I we had the first i think run of it because it was one of the part of part of the first release back in early this year when you're releasing those um and this one is like dead on the the big red or the fago red it's delicious. It's seriously blind taste test worthy. And and the scary thing is is this has booze in it. You can't taste any of it. Right. No. I did a very good job of masking that. Whew. I'm Go, feeling it right now. Goes back to the point we've hammered for the last year and a half of the show. If you're a child trying to steal beer from an from an uh, parent, like this is the gilded age, my friend. Oh my like goodness. you know, all we had back <laughs> yeah. in the day was like Miller Lite or Hams or yeah. you know, bl- hey, uh, Black Label. Hams is Hams is my jam. <laughs> so, I mean, it goes back to like essentially like our generation like no one no one knew you wanted a a a doritos taco but our generation figured out how to do it you know yeah and and it's just like and once it happens you're like why why did it take so long yeah exactly so it's just like one of those things where it's like man this tastes like pop and it's funny to see how far (laughs) brewing has been pushed as far as boundaries even over the last 10 years because 10 years ago something like this you would have thought Okay, guy, this is, you know, Tahitian treat vodka, I bet. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, this is a, there's a lot of art and thought that goes into this, but this is also something 10 years ago that would have been unthought of. Yeah. 
So it's just pushing boundaries. Uh, you know, it's just I'm more of the new school brewing mentality. Uh, and so I just try, I, I have something, I try to nail it in a beer form. Uh, and essentially, like, you know, you can make the argument that all these seltzers, they're essentially doing the same thing. In a sense, it's just a seltzer uh, seltzer beer as opposed to, like, an actual beer kind yeah. of thing. You know, you can beer. make that argument, you know. Um, so it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm not necessarily on the seltzer bandwagon just yet. Um, eventually, I might do one down do the you, line. Do you think it's going to become kind of like Hazy's event where, like, even the brewers that didn't want to do it, you're like, this is what's selling and economics yeah. are economics. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's getting to that point uh, I where, where I think everyone's going to have their hand in it and try and see um the the one thing though is uh i i have tried some of these brewers seltzers and uh they're not that good (laughs) (laughs) probably over 100 calories uh what was the one we tried that was for sale the brass eye smooge oh yeah the smooge yeah that's probably banana but we did a little research and found out that that little red bull size can is about 300 calories so like that taste that punch comes with a, (laughs) a very hefty price right it's seltzer well, then you see, yeah. like, you know, uh, not to get off on a tangent, but Truly and White Claw and all those guys, all they're doing right now is juicing up the alcohol. So, like, now you can get an 8% Truly and 8% White Claw. Mm-hmm. So that's that's putting them into the, the calorie realm of some of those heavier, like, untitled art seltzers. Oh, yeah. I was surprised they got away with the, the title, too. Surge, I think, is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it takes me back to those those early Four loco days where, like, anything goes, we're all crazy. Right. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. It's time to split one. Split one. With music to my beers. And that means it's time for us to split one. A bit of a lie this week because we've split several already, but uh, <laughs> it's Cluck and Zach and our friend Brandon Townsley, a longtime friend of the show uh, from Niles Brewing Companies in, in the house today. And I got to say, one, you came loaded for bear. And I hope this sets a dangerous precedent for all the, the, the future guests here on our spring-summer spotlight series. Uh, tell us a little bit while you're while you're handing this out what this is because this actually isn't one of yours. So uh, I was you bringing- had the unlimited two hours to Whoa. promote all your products and you're bringing somebody else's. Well, uh, so I'm bringing one of my buddies. Um, so uh, as being you know new into this game, uh, you know making friends with uh, brewers is you know part of the you know it's part of the it's community. The yeah, it's one of the perks. And someone who's been, uh, you know, a really huge fan from day one is the guys over at Wax Wings in Kalamazoo. And, uh, you know, they were nice enough to have me in to do a collaboration. We're working on dates to get them down at my place to do my version of the collab, which is going to be a Mexican hot chocolate stout. And I was one of the fortunate people to be able to get um, their first barrel-aged stout release, which was Lay This Body Down. And I already drank one bottle uh, pretty much the day after I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was saving the second bottle for a special occasion and seeing how we haven't seen each other in over a year and you guys were super awesome and had, a, had me in. I figured what better split one beer to have than with you guys. Oh, my goodness. This smells you get just a straight up like hot chocolatey fudgy nose. Mm, that smells so good. So what's the ABV on this one? <sighs> that is a good question. If they don't like to tell, you know oh, it's man. up there. It's rich. It's 11%. Ooh. And if you've never been to Waxwings up in Kalamazoo, it's one of my it's one oh. of my favorite brewery locations. I used to work right down the street. So I went up to Kalamazoo one day, rode my motorcycle up there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find Waxwings. I'm going to find where this place is at. And I found it and thought, 
it's it's like right next to Ridge and Kramer Auto Parts in like this ridiculous like nothing <laughs> plaza. But then one of the like one of the best breweries in Kalamazoo, Bell's included, is right there on like the most unassuming mini old 1970s strip mall you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they they do fantastic. Like their IPAs are insane. Yeah, this is how old? Like when was this bottled? I believe this is a month old. Wow. I think it's uh if it's not a month it's a little over a month. So usually with they, a, with a newer uh with a newer stout like it's a barrel aged stout you get a lot of that heat up front when you're when you only but this one it's really really balanced. I love the the chocolatiness of it plus the coke I get like a coconut vibe in there. Some other spices. This is delicious. So they do they put this in barrels for like a year? About? No, so I believe that he barrel ages for right around six or nine months. Okay, uh, it was right. It was somewhere around there. It wasn't a full year. Okay, um, and uh, I have stuff that's currently in barrels as well, pr- partnering up with Iron Shoe Distillery. And, Ooh, and fun! Else. So um, the thing, the difference between mine is this is my first time barrel aging, so there is also the opportunity that I may have to dump it <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I'm not. Well, I mean, don't like throw it away, bro. Like, yeah. we'll come right. up and help you out. Yeah, we'll come yeah, up there. And no, you know, it's, I, not, it's not like changing your oil back in the day in the farmer's field. You just dump it out. I will definitely get some some feedback before we end up, you know, if that's the case, we end up having to do that. But um, I just say that knowing that uh, I, I kind of have no fear when I brew. When I brew. So I, mm. I'm always pushing myself. And yeah. sometimes the first time is not your best you know, go around. So you just learn from it and you try it a second time. So um, just spit on here. If, if you don't mind, you know, you've, you've been open now. Is it, has it been a year yet? No, no, no. Uh, so we opened for to go on December 12th and then indoor dining was, uh, as of February 5th. How many, how many batches would you say getting to where you're at? You've had to, you've had to just kick to the curb. Uh, I think I'm at four, four or five that I've had. To All right. That's not bad. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Zach and I have done like countless <laughs> terrible shows. We just keep cranking them out. I mean, just, you know. <laughs> I once watched a show with Sam Cologne. Oh. <laughs> hey, this watch this kid. He's got almost an entire oh, hour no. of the show left. <laughs> nice work, buddy. Oh, man. So Sam Cologne had a show. It was on like Discovery Network or something. And he had to dump, because of an infection, he had to dump mm-hmm. his entire stash of 120-minute down the drain. And I just remember thinking, that's like hundreds of thousands of dollars just going down the drain so i could imagine you know on a small scale how like disappointing that is because you've got this idea in your head mm-hmm. and you're like oh man i can't wait for this beer and then you try it and then it falls a little flat and you're like right. this is not what i was going for actually yeah. i might even taste some impurities and you yeah. know, whatnot in this but the uh, the other thing uh so like even though we've started production back up i am one of those people like i always like to have things waiting and things in reserve and like like i like to have all my fermenters filled kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um but the thing is is like when that beer is ready i may not necessarily have all the kegs ready for that to go into kegs so it kind of sits for a little bit so i've understood or i've kind of slowed down and and so essentially what i have in fermenters is what i have kegs available so that Mm. way it's a nice rotation it's fresh it's boom it's good to go and then it's just waiting for either a tap line to open up or it's uh waiting for approval through the state uh zach you were right this is uh it's made with coconut maple syrup and uh, Mm. la estrella gesha coffee yeah it's so good we're here with brandon towsley of the niles brewing company and um you know you we're talking about this uh we talk a lot of brewers and and you know 
a lot of breweries, doesn't matter how big they are, you throw their name out, there's one beer that people always ricochet back to you, like Bell's, Two-Hearted, you know, uh, Founders, uh, might be All Day. Is there anything that's far and away so far? I mean, I know it's only been less than a year, but is there anything that's sort of like head and shoulders starting to like emerge as like, you know, the, the thing Niles Brewing Company is going to be known for? Like, what's your um, what's your Two-Hearted or, or, or is, is there one yet? Or is it too early to tell? You know, I think it's a little bit too early to tell. Um, I'm still trying to find my footing with in the craft beer uh, community. Um, I will say that of the two stouts that I've released, those have gone gangbusters um, for me. They've been my top selling beers. Is and so essentially, anytime I have a stout that I do, it kind of sells pretty quick. Um, it might also probably be an easier thing for you to tell once Niles and Michigan and everything kind of opens back up again to yep. full bore. So you're so you get like the benefit of like 100 percent foot traffic and find out then really what. Yep. Because there, um, there are still people that aren't going out, so you're not getting 100 percent of the the right. NBC product. Yep. And, and you know, like we've opened up to where you could do to go. Um, so like if you come in and you don't really necessarily want to have a beer there you'd rather just getting get something to go we can everything for you fresh right then for you uh, the beauty of it of us being open is you can sample like we'll give you samples of mm-hmm. stuff um so you'll definitely try it before we just can it and give it to you um so we we do offer that um you know it's just one of those things where i'm still i obviously uh, i am pushing hazies and crazy you know kind of crazy flavored beer and and you know and then the stouts and whatnot so i'm i think people are starting to get like what we're about at at niles um it's just unfortunately not a whole lot of people are are you know there's still people that are not going out so it's just one of those things where it's like i think word of mouth is starting to to catch on it's also got to be good for you as a business owner because you could look at you know your receipts at the end of the day and say hey it's only going to get bigger from here as people get out and out as we you know maybe get back to michigan anyhow full capacity this summer but the music to my beers pick six six as you just heard this is the point of the program where we talk about the uh, beers that we're putting in our staff picks basically so we're at at Blockbuster Friday night, you're like, "Hey, what's uh, what's Warren watching these days?" This is this is what we're drinking. This is stuff that we'd recommend. And you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna put in one that you gave me, and I haven't seen if they're gonna release it again this year for 2021. But Bell's Black Note was so good. So thank you. You gave me a, a birthday present. Early in the morning. Oh, and stop! It was oh man, delicious. I, I was like either gonna give him a beer or like a big you know open mouth kiss, and I'm like he'll probably get more enjoyment out of the beer. Frankly, um, and it was a it was a yeah. good beer. It was, <laughs> it was a, 2016, right? 2016, perfect drinking um, right now because it just had mellowed out. There wasn't a whole lot of booze then on the end, but you got that chocolate, you got the coffee. Bell's is one of the originals with the uh, the barrel age program, so it was absolutely delicious. Thank you. Stop. So I'm then going to go on the opposite side of the spectrum and throw in a Little King's cream ale. Okay. Okay. Way different. If you've never had uh, a cream ale before, it it's likened to like a Bud Light or, or your typical lagers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But coming in at like a seven ouncer, I feel like I'm I'm Thor when I'm just pounding Little King's cream ales. Another. In <laughs> it's like perfect lawnmower beer. I'll go through two or three of those and be like, hmm. All right, I got this. But uh, those are my two, Little Kings and the Bell's Black Note. 
Uh, the first one I'm going to throw in, and for whatever reason, the Belmont by my house has started carrying like an excess number of really tall cans for craft. Like you can get super tall, two hearted, super tall, light hearted. And what I picked up was the super tall, uh, big little uh, thing from Sierra Nevada. Ooh. It's their Imperial IPA. Because who doesn't need a really super tall can of a 9% uh, ABV beer? But it reminded me, like, my first love is always going to be the West Coast IPA flavor. Just that really stiff, kind of like got a, a nice little malt flavor to it. And it was great because I was, I'm was i working down in the basement. I took it down there. And because it's so tall, I didn't have to come up for a while. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, but it was, let it come up to temperature, too, right? Yeah. Well, Sierra Nevada stuff is all more or less pretty good. Like, you're mm-hmm. not going to get a bad one out of those guys. But it was just – it was – a nice addition to my stable of tall cans. And all I can think when I see one is like, everyone knows these are just made for golf bags, right? Like, that's why they're putting these out. <laughs> yeah. Get <laughs> the most beer with a little, like, the least amount of rattle inside of your uh, your golf bag. The next one we put in, and we, you and I were talking about off the air, uh, Brandon, is that I'm a huge Great Notion fan as well. I don't get as much as you do. But this uh, this code name, right, that you've got, the 7% that we had earlier in the show, dude, spot on. Mm. Spot on for one of their beers. And the worst thing about Great Notion is when you get it out here, by whatever methods you get it out here, (laughs) you've overpaid a lot for it. And when I get my hands on it, it usually comes in about $11 to $12 a can. At that price, you don't want to share. You don't want to spill. You don't want to waste. But it would be nice to be able to get that same flavor profile, uh, support a local business, but also have some to share and not be be such a, a, a tightwad about it. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say hats off to you. That that was incredible. Thank you. And now for yours, you can do both of yours. We urge you to because this is like free advertising right. for Niles Brewing Company. But if <laughs> if you want to throw in somebody else's, you can. But I would say go go for two of your own. All right. Well, I will uh, go with uh, uh, one of I'll go one of my own and one of my buddies. Uh, so the first one, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the cherry vanilla cream ale we just had. Um, I just think that. It's nice and pop-like, and it's super unique and different compared to everything else. Perfect. By the way, this time of year, horrifying that it's six percent. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be four, four point two, four point three. That's a six percenter. I think that's what's making me feel it right now. <laughs> yeah, that, that one. Between that, these wax wings, like I'm like, you know what? Let's just uh, yeah, we'll throw on some Huey Lewis in the news, walk out the door, and call it a day here. Uh, the other one, which uh, I will do another buddy of mine who uh transient chris from transient i am going to put his rye lager because it's four percent rye is one of my favorite malts to use brewing and i can sit back and crush those beers nonstop. so i'm going to do the rye lager from transient as my second. And wow. coming up a week from today actually is, is going to be buckley day at yep. transient yep <gasps> exactly I'm super excited i'm going to try to get out there because you know what? There hasn't been a lot of beer releases to drain my my fun beer budget, so it'll be nice to get out and get something uh, new this year. And their stuff's fantastic. Oh yeah, you can ride up there too. Weather's nice enough, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There you go. The backpack and everything. <laughs> uh, head out and uh, you know do my Michigan beer run. You have brought in a plethora, um, four to be exact of your own, and one a little extra from your friends up at Wax Wings, and all of them have been fantastic from the get go. I mean, whew. I could hear it in your voice. Bud. I know, dude. You're yeah, a little, I little rosy. Notes? You're a little yeah. rosy around the cheeks. So, my favorite part. <laughs> well, tell us about this last one. You were you were telling us about it off the air, and I said, "Shut your mouth." We need to talk about this. You know, so Sorry. everyone can hear. <laughs> I like you know, to, you're about to, it, It's a fantastic story, a great homage. But tell us about this last one. We're going to open up. So, uh, so this is the most recent stout that I've uh, released. I released it last week, and it's called Lynn's Ice Cream Stout. And essentially, 
the first ice cream, one of the first ice cream stands in Niles was called Lynn's. And uh, again, uh, Ode to Niles. So this is a a big stout uh, brewed with honey and then conditioned on ice cream mix. Oh, so, uh, all right. <laughs> so it's it it's in the name. It's it's uh, definitely an ice Hang cream. On, stuff. I gotta so, check my I gotta check my my fitness pal. See how many how many what's the <laughs> calories gonna be on this? Is there a lot of fermentables in that using the ice cream mix and stuff like? That? Yeah, I conditioned okay. it on it. So uh, I tried to, you know, I tried to get it to where. You know, you don't really have to worry about exploding cans or anything like that. This feels very much like you want to just pour it over a bowl of ice cream and go yeah. nuts. And, like, just give yourself diabetes and a buzz. Yeah. I was going to say, the thing about this one in Wax Wings is there's that huge depth of a mouthfeel where it's like I'm chewing the beer that I'm drinking. And that that's one thing that I love. So conditioning is different than, like, the, the secondary fermentation... Ugh. Secondary fermentation phase. You'll get it. We'll clean it up in editing. I, Don't you worry oh, about it. And it's okay if you leave. Yeah, it th- this part won't be on the podcast. I feel, Don't worry I, about I, it. I feel so bad, Zach. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> no, so, no, it hits our boy hard, man. Yeah. It does. It does. It's a good drink. So instead of like if you're home brewing and you put in like the milk sugar and stuff like that, or the lactose sugar. Um, Boy, what is the sugar? Priming <laughs> sugar. Priming sugar is what I'm thinking of. You primed it basically with the ice cream mix. Or yeah. No? Kind of, kind of a little bit, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just so curious about this because it's delicious. Thank you. You didn't brew with the the ice cream mix, but you. It is really weird because you're right that this and that wax wings both you get the almost that mouth feel like you're like you're biting into a dessert. Mm-hmm. Uh, really quick, I know we're we're kind of running out of time as we get toward the end of the show. What's one headache that shocked you that you weren't anticipating when you opened? Uh, not pandemic, notwithstanding. What's something that you've discovered? Well, I didn't plan for this, or well, this is a curveball I've got to learn for. Um, for the most, uh, for the most part, <laughs> um, right now it's uh, and, and a lot of places are, are going through this. It's it's the whole hiring, keeping staff. Oh on. yeah, um, yeah. that is probably the one thing we just you know, it, restaurant industry does have a high turnover rate, um, but that's just one of those things where um, you know, and I'm not. Uh, it's not like I'm looking for 10 people. It's like three people we're, we're trying to get yeah. and keep on. Mm-hmm. And just for whatever reason, um, you know, the pandemic has kind of changed uh, people's, you know, uh, you know, their, their thoughts about employment or whatnot. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, it's just you're good or you, you know, you're, you're going to find greener pastures kind of a thing so now now what's one thing that's surprised you in a good way since you've opened niles brewing company um, one thing that you couldn't have anticipated was going to be amazing you know the whole uh regular aspect like i anticipated like oh well we're a brewery we'll definitely have regulars yeah um it's the whole sense of like uh being outside and people talking highly of your business or people promoting you and like the other thing too is just like to me it's still crazy that people can check my beer in on untapped like yeah yeah. i'm not (laughs) both good and bad that comes from untapped uh all the brewers don't you know i'm becoming oh we we know every brewery hates it (laughs) right yeah um to me it's still crazy to think that uh that the other thing too is like uh just yesterday i was quoted in a uh a website article asking 12 brewers about 
you know, yeah, their IPAs. Yeah, yeah. And it's just boy. crazy to think like, hey, pro brewer and your name is there. And it's just like, am, am I? The, I mean, obviously I am, but it's just like, am I though? Like, <laughs> like oh, I still yeah. think I'm kind of homebrewing a little bit just well, on a bigger scale. <laughs> and it's funny when the show first started, you were homebrewing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were very much like in the in the, the community. And now here you are. You've graduated and got your own place. Um, really quick, I know that we wouldn't be doing our job as you know hard hitting booze journalists if we didn't ask you about what's with the marijuana fest coming to Niles now. Are you involved in that? Uh, I am not involved in it. Uh, I will. You gonna go? Uh, no, go. I will. I will not be going. I I, uh, I unfortunately don't have a lot of free time uh, to mm-hmm. hit hit uh, brew fest or I see what you marijuana fest. I see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> however. Um, you know, we welcome everyone that comes to Niles. Uh, so if you're going to it, I just ask that, you know, you hit up some of the local spots and maybe have dinner or a drink. I think it's a great thing because know? anything anything in the year 2021, a community can do to draw people in for whatever reason. Like, I still can't believe five or six years ago, St. Joe flushed Venetian Festival down the toilet mm-hmm. because that brought in tens of thousands of people with yep. all that spending, all that walking around money into your right. businesses. So anything we can get to draw people downtown Niles, which, you know, if you haven't been, again, it's it's gorgeous. It's a fun place. Great place to just walk around if you want to just drive 10 minutes and go uh, check out some stuff. And yeah. is the node going to be around uh, for, like, for the year, or is that yeah. just a, a quarantine thing? So the node will be, the uh, node. it was extended through the year. Um, and then with the social district, essentially, you know, it's, it's a spot for you to kind of crash and, you know, have your drink, walk to it, chill out for a little bit. They're in the process of adding some new stuff. There might be some fun games coming down to the node here in the next month or so. There might be some things going on down there to kind of draw in some families and whatnot. You ever want to collab with uh, Wonderland Cinema for a B-movie? I collabed with Wonderland Cinema on on a stout. You did? I did. Oh, sweet. It was the first beer I sold out of, (laughs) unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, it was... uh, So I took their their cinnamon pecans, Uh and I threw them in a stout. So it was a Wonderland cinnamon pecan Look at this money bags. He's got pecans money. Yeah. Ooh, can't (laughs) hide those dollars. So so I'm known as the collab guy in town. That's Um, cool. So... I've been partnering with local restaurants. For example, on Saturdays, we have a designated menu with the Nugget, where we offer food from noon to five. Will you ever do a collaboration with the Secretary of State branch, downtown Niles? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Call it like you know, waiting a line forever. You know, those girls are really nice, and I'm sure I can find something that they like that uh, doesn't have to necessarily be a collab, but I'm sure I can make something for them. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like when the show is over with, we also do brunch on sundays so you can come down from noon to two and we we partner with jim smoking cafe you can get brunch perfect uh we also offer mimosa and bloody mary flights what a bloody mary flight oh yeah so what we do is we put different hot sauces in the bloody mary flight so so it progressively gets hotter it's not anything to where you know it's only a four ounce pour guys it's not anything to where you're gonna you know, not yeah, still enjoy bit, it. You'll feel it a little bit, but not not to the point where, you know, it's going to ruin your day. Oh, let the like missus that. have some fun. Order so. a couple of them. <laughs> yep. My wife loves Bloody Mary, so that's something I'm going to have to do. All right, all right, all right. Wait, really quick, before you get started with news and notes, uh, what is this last one we're drinking? Because this is also, Brandon, it's from you, but it's not one of yours. <laughs> so I uh, brought you guys the, I believe it's the Blue Raspberry Fluff from Great Notion. So it is a tart ale with blue raspberry, vanilla, and cotton candy flavor. So essentially it is uh, a cotton candy beer. 
That is wild. Uh, I'm not one. The color's insane. I'm not saying that I may have already been working on a little homage to this that may be making its debut in the summertime. But it's perfect for the fair goers. Yeah, know? especially that social district. Mm-hmm. Well, and to me, a, like a tart can ride the line of being way. Usually, half the time they're way, way, way too tart. But this one. I think that vanilla softens it out a lot. Mm-hmm. You still get enough of that tart spike in the back of your tongue, but all, it's not going to ruin your entire experience with the, with the beer. This is who makes a beer that's colored this way. I know, right? I mean, other than myself. Yeah, I, I think my dad. <laughs> I think my dad may have had like a gremlin that was this color. But, hey, yeah, uh, yeah. This is wild. It's a, it's a beautiful. Um, like, teal before we get to color. the end of news and notes, I want you to uh, jump in when Zach's finished with uh, with anything that Niles Brewery Company has going on. Yeah, because I know that you do trivia nights and stuff. I can I can hear the show falling apart as we speak. <laughs> um, I, I'll hit this because they were one of our original um, invites into the show in that first year, and also we, we got to have them back for our spring summer um brewer series that we've got going on right now goshen brewing company is celebrating six years that's that's a tremendous feat oh yeah good for them this coming saturday at noon you can go out there i'm sure there's social distancing guidelines and oh i thought you were gonna say something no no <laughs> um and then also on top of that we had uh eric in last week and she was, he was talking about the uh, bare hands brewery tap takeover at cheers which will be really cool um that's happening then that following sunday and I know that there's a bunch of stuff going on that you you have at Niles Brewing Company, so kind of fill us in on that. Yeah, so a week from uh, the, actually this Thursday, this uh, so this Thursday we will have a tap takeover with Toppling Goliath. Oh, I know you guys can get it in Indiana, but it's new to Michigan, so woo! Uh, I will have Pseudo Sue, King Sue, Pompeii, and then the Scorpius. I don't remember the second. Scorpius something or other. It's a double IPA, double dry hop IPA from them. So I'll have those four beers. That, uh, so that'll be this Thursday. We're opening special for a Thursday. It's also third Thursday, which is a huge deal in Niles. Um, this year or this month's theme is to help out the Humane Society. So we are also oh, going to be puppies. doing. Yep. So we're also going to be doing <laughs> a uh, strawberry amaretto sour. And one dollar of every purchase of that cocktail will go towards the Humane Society that Thursday. That's awesome. Aw, I know. Well, Zach Miller, puppies, puppies. Got to help the help dogs. Um, we also do trivia every Monday. Uh, so this Monday, so tomorrow will be true crime, which is a huge thing. Like oh, my true sister, crime. my mom are probably going to show up. To <laughs> talk about true crime. So yeah, so uh, so true crime is it, and then we'll be closed for Memorial Day, and then we'll have a poll up on our uh, Facebook and Instagram to vote for whatever is the following Monday after after that. I like that you've been doing that too. You get like the the personal support of different patrons that are like, ah, you know, let's do this type of trivia. And yeah, we uh, way we, to think on your feet with an example. <laughs> Yeah, this type of trivia. Yeah. We we try to make it fun. All uh, six of these. My it's my passion project for my wife, and she loves running it. So does um, she do the trivia? Yep, she does the trivia. Yep. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, Brandon. I think on behalf of Zach and myself, one. Thanks for bringing this much beer. Don't ever bring this much ever again. <laughs> oh, I, I, I always over, over bring. Oh, congratulations though on, on all your success, especially opening amid the pandemic and finding a way to make it work, getting the support, uh, the support from the community, and seeing how I'm doing it and the Niles Craft Beer Community. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate you being here on behalf of Zach Miller and myself. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
podcast by Federated Media. Podcast by Federated Media.